I'm the most wanted man on my island. You should be ashamed. <laughs> what is happening with your face? <laughs> We're going to get through this, guys. We're going to get through it. I'm Bridget Fettesy, and this is your dumpster fire for the weeks of November 17th to December 1st. Wake up, wake up. It's the first of the month. And the unicorns dance while the world burns, world burns, world burns. We just want to make you laugh while the world burns. We're going to get right into it. Make Orwell fiction again. There were riots in Ireland after an immigrant attacked several people with a knife. Irish police are now after UFC fighter Conor McGregor for his tweets about the riots. <laughs> I love that they're going after the guy who tweeted about the riots. We don't know what's happening with the person who actually stabbed people. I was told that looting and rioting was the language of the streets. Are we not doing that anymore? Anyone? <laughs> not doing that anymore. Huh? Ireland has, like, lost its mind. And it's very hard to figure out what's going on in Ireland. I don't even know if the Irish know what's going on in Ireland. They have been investigating. Somebody wrote Irish Lives Matter, and now they're investigating as a hate crime. Somehow the Irish have become second-class citizens in Ireland. Way to go, guys. The Irish fought for their independence only to bend over and take a globalist dick right up the ass. <laughs> How did you lose yourself so badly? I don't understand what is going on. The Irish are such cucks. How did you? What happened, Ireland? It's very challenging because the press doesn't make anything better. They spread a lot of like oh, we don't want to be anti-immigrant, so we're going to say that we don't know who did this, and then it makes everything worse, and really the only person who seems to know what's going on is Conor McGregor somehow. <laughs> and he's kind of like the mad Irishman and Braveheart. <laughs> the Lord tells me he can get me out of this mess, but he's pretty sure you're I know the press was painting it as like, oh, all the protesters are far right protesters. We're reporting that there's looting, raping, and yes, even acts of cannibalism. Even Conor McGregor came out and he was like, I'm not for looting and rioting. That's bad. I don't agree with this. But I also don't think it's you can't just call anyone who's calling this out as an immigrant who came and stabbed a bunch of kids far right. Like people are going to be upset about this. It's a hate crime to say. <laughs> well, in Ireland, you can get arrested for like memes now because they have given completely rolled over to the globalist like agenda or whatever. It is bananas. I'm the most wanted man on my island. I'm the most wanted man on my island. Your island? You mean Ireland? Yeah, it's mine. I can't. I cannot do an Irish <laughs> accent. No, you're really cool. I can finally say I'm an oppressed class, though. My people are being oppressed in their own country. Babylon Bee, of course, nailed it. And they had a great headline. And it was Ireland declares asking an immigrant to stop stabbing you a hate crime. <laughs> Just perfect. Bono's silence is deafening on this matter. Hello, hello. Where's, Where's Bono? Bono? <laughs> the toughest opponent that Conor McGregor has faced yet is the Irish government. <laughs> what is going on, Ireland? Tell me in the comments if you are from Ireland what the F is going on over there. Because even my my people in in the press and in media have no idea and can't get any answers. Nobody knows what's going on in Ireland. So... I'm not going to sit here and pretend I do, although I do think the Irish are f***ing bonkers. 
Join us at Phetasy.com for the unedited version of Dumpster Fire. Some of you may notice that Phetasy.com now redirects to a different place because we like to confuse everybody. Join us at Phetasy.com to sign up. If you are an OG subscriber wondering where our domain went because we moved, go to fetacy.locals.com and you will be able to log in there. This is for people who are already subscribers and are confused. If you want to be a new subscriber, please still go to fetacy.com and subscribe. Okay. That's where all of our stuff is. That's where all of our stuff is. Everything you get factory settings behind the paywall. You get all of the unedited dumpster fires. We have workouts. We've got discounts for merch. If you want to get some merch at bridgeoffetacy.com, it's the holiday season. Make sure you get your uncle a defund the IRS t-shirt. Come on and let's keep going into this crazy season and we'll all laugh together. Don't forget to like, subscribe, touch my bells and buttons, tell your friends about us drunkenly make your family watch a segment of our insane show over the holiday season with no children present. BDE award. Oz Davidian saved 120 people on October 7th. ברמה הוא הצליח להציל לבדו לא פחות מ-120 מבלים ומבלות. את השמות של מי שהציל, הוא וחברו ריכזו בכתב יד. רשימות עוז של מי שנשארו בחיים. So this video is going around. I just thought I should share it because most of us have no concept of what this kind of heroism and bravery looks like in modern day. We only see this kind of stuff on the movies. And this is, or in the movies? In the in movies. The movies <laughs> on the movies. I, I'm a human. On the line. <laughs> I'm a human. I'm not a clone or an AI replicant. We only see this kind of stuff in the movies. And it is literally like a movie. It was from his dash cam during all of the terrorist invasions of Hamas on October 7th in Israel. And this guy just kept going back and getting people and he kept going back and he's getting shot at and there are dead bodies everywhere. And he's rescuing 120 people. That is, I mean, we cannot conceive of that kind of heroism. We just can't. So we haven't done a BDE. I feel like this guy deserves it more than anyone. There were a lot of people who did this kind of going back and rescuing people, heroic acts. I just wanted to highlight Oz. Uh, he's not the only one, though. And I hope we all have that kind of bravery in our hearts, brave hearts, <laughs> when it comes down to it. Electile dysfunction 2024. <laughs> This wasn't even for our country, but we had to include it. We can talk about Ron DeSantis and Gavin Newsom if we want to, because this was the shadow debate that we all deserved. 
And Ron DeSantis actually brought out the book. He knew the books were going to come up and he brought out the book that he had censored that they're trying to say Florida is censoring to show how graphic you couldn't even show it on TV. And he like brought out, he brought the book. Oh, wow. Which was, which was a baller move. I actually have something that I brought that some parents have objected to. So this is a book that's in some of the schools in California, Florida. This is not consistent with our standards called gender queer. I, it's some of it's blacked out. You would not probably be able to put this on air. This is pornography. It's cartoons. It's aimed at children uh, and it's wrong. So this should not be in schools uh, when people like on the left say that somehow you're banning books by removing this from a young kid's classroom. No, this is not age appropriate. He also brought the poop map, which we've covered here on Dumpster Fire many years ago, the poop map of San Francisco. This is a map of San Francisco. (laughs) There's a lot of plots on that. You may be asking, what is that plotting? Well, this is an app where they plot the human feces that are found on the streets of San Francisco. And you see how almost the whole thing is covered because that is what has happened in one of the previous greatest cities this country's ever had. Human feces is now a, a fact of life, except when a communist dictator comes to town. So those were his two viral <laughs> moments. I do actually think that, as I've said many times on this show, is the, de- the debate we deserve in this country. At least it is the two visions and paths of America that we might be fighting over. At least these guys are young and they're not two octogenarians who are clinging to life and power. So I, was, I watched it because I hate myself, but also because <laughs> I... I'm interested to see it was it wasn't I mean, Gavin cannot answer a question. The guy is so slippery. He like Gavin answer a question challenge impossible. He couldn't do it. They immediately started talking to him about all the people who left and he just dodges and weaves. The other crazy thing, as always, is the two Americas. I was on Twitter and X, whatever. And one side was like, DeSantis, this is a murder. You have he's dunking on Newsom. And then there's a whole other faction of people, and they're like, Newsom is destroying. <laughs> it's so crazy to me how you can look at an event and just see it completely differently. I think they both, you know, I can I I, I feel like this would be the debate we would deserve if if we had a functioning democracy and country, but we don't. I feel like candidates in debates should be made to answer the question. And if they don't, the moderator should be like, you didn't answer the question. You didn't answer the question. The final, like, seriously, the entire debate would be trying to get one person to answer one question. He kept trying to get Newsom to answer the question, but he is a mass. I mean, I've, it's like he ducks and moves and he's so slippery. He's just a career politician. I've never seen anyone. I will give Newsom credit. At least he showed up. Trump won't even show up to debate DeSantis. And neither will Biden because neither one of them have anything other than hamsters in their minds (laughs) rummaging around. Anyways. I know. This shadow campaign is very strange. That's the other thing. He kept giving DeSantis crap for 
how he was doing against Trump and how he was performing. I'm like, at least he has the balls to run. You're meeting with the leader of China and shaking hands with world leaders and inviting them to cleaning up your poop ridden city for them. And then just kind of waiting in the wings until weekend at Biden's comes to a crapping stop. And then you can just step in and he can just do that until like he's missed all the filing deadlines. So he now it would have to be like something happened. Right. But he has to stand up there and also be like, oh, I this would this wouldn't be me. It would be Kamala. It would be President Kamala. You know, he, he and Carol Markowitz, who's always hilarious on Twitter, was like, oh, look at Gavin acting like he doesn't want to push Kamala off a cliff. <laughs> So I don't know. I enjoyed it. At least it was it talked a lot about the things that are happening in America. DeSantis needs he's weak on abortion that he doesn't seem confident in whatever his belief is. He's always bringing up that weird lady Penny who survived her abortion. And it's just a weird story. And he does not know what to do with his face. I can see how Gavin is just the more polished like slick Obama-esque politician because even though he says nothing, doesn't have any facts right, doesn't need to because he knows the mainstream media will cover for him, doesn't have to really say anything of substance, can just slip and slide and dodge and turn it around and never answer a freaking question. I really think DeSantis is like a nerdy introvert who likes to study books, but he does not know what to do with his face, so he'll try and smile. It's like someone told him to keep smiling, but then his face falls and then he smiles and falls and on your banning binge in the state of florida as it relates to parental rights come on california it's in our constitution you know i remember in the 1970s in the 1970s we had a bill and the poor guy you can see he he's great when he's talking but when he's not talking you're like what is happening with your face <laughs> but these are the things that we should be talking about as america like abortion state by state late term what what, what about all the people leaving california what about Prices of energy and gas. What about, like, how would you deal with China? It's all relevant. And unfortunately, none of it matters. Uh-huh. <laughs> Neither one of these people is going to be running in 2024, more than likely. Well, it's going to be the candidate, yeah. And then we're going to have to just laugh, all of us, all of us together. We're going to get through this, guys. We're going to get through it. It's false. No way. Not this time. But in a more hilarious elect election that took place in the two weeks that we were off. Yeah. Argentina. Argentina has even its its own crazy candidate who won. Libertarian and chainsaw wielding candidate Javier Millet wins his presidential election bid in Argentina. I mean, first of all, more politicians should be walking around carrying chainsaws, I think. (laughs) They should just be wielding them at random. It just seems like something that they should be doing. Maybe it'll make them seem like the common man just out there getting their wood ready for the winter since they can't afford the gas prices anymore. (laughs) Wood. Nothing I say about Javier will be as funny as anything Javier says. (laughs) So we will just play you clips of him calling the people that he beat collectivists and shit libs. (laughs) And when asked why they were shit libs, he said, because they're shit. (laughs) 
al zurdo de mierda no le podés dar ni un pero, milímetro. Pero ¿Me podés definir zurdo de mierda que no Todos lo los que, digamos, los colectivistas, <risa> los que ponen, digamos, o sea, esa idea. A ver, ¿Por qué es... le pones de mierda, digamos? Porque son una mierda. I mean, he looks fun. I'd party with them, for mm -hmm. sure. Gastar, y gastar, y gastar, y gastar. Esa es nuestra regla fiscal. He has an alter ego as General Ancap and dresses up in like a superhero costume. How come all of these other countries got better Donald Trumps than we did? <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by SheathUnderwear.com, our ride or die sponsor. The holidays are here. You're thinking, I have no idea what to get my husband, brother, significant other. Get them some new underwear. Guys, always need new underwear. And also, you cannot believe how amazing the dual pouch system is that Sheath Underwear has developed. You'll never have to rearrange your family jewels because the dual pouch system has a separate place for you to put them. And then it also has a separate hole for the genitalia to go through. Everything is neatly arranged. It doesn't chafe against your legs. One ball might be lower than the other, but not anymore. Not with the support you get from Sheath Underwear. They also have a woman's line and I wear it all the time, constantly. It's pretty much all I wear for underwear now. They have a new woman's line that's super comfortable and it has a thinner band and it's just awesome. I love it. So go to sheathunderwear.com, use the code dumpster to get 20% off your entire order. As a fan of the show, that is a great deal. So go there to sheathunderwear.com, use the code dumpster, link in the description below. Everything is racist. Deadspin reporter tries to shame a little boy at a Chiefs game for doubling up on racism because his face was painted red and black. <laughs> Didn't they know that this stopped working when they slandered that Covington kid and CNN lost? It, well, they didn't lose. They settled out of court because they got sued for defamation by the kid. If this kid's parents aren't on the phone with Nick Sanderman's lawyers, I don't know what they're doing. They're doing everything wrong. Also, in other news, Deadspin exists. It's really him. It's really him. You're a victim. Mm. Here we go, CSI. <laughs> Didn't know that. <laughs> Thought they were done. The death rattle of Deadspin is accusing a little kid of being racist. He's like nine years old. Yeah. What are you doing? They basically misrepresented the whole thing because they showed one side of the kid's face and accused him of blackface. And then it got community noted on X. And they said this is misrepresentative because he also had black and red face. But then the author of this article, Karen, with a C-A-R-R-O-N, then he doubled down. He's still doubling down last time I checked because the chief, it, can't, it turned out that that kid's grandpa sits on some um, um, Shumash tribe and he's actually Native American but then the tribe came out and said we don't approve of the use of the headdress I mean it is like it's so stupid I thought we were past all this I really did I thought we had evolved as a culture past all of this stuff it seems like Deadspin just saved the Chiefs from becoming the Kansas City football team though I do know that and yet Trudeau remains the leader of Canada <laughs> actual blackface <laughs> multiple times we live in the dumbest times what is happening gay furry hackers broke into u.s nuclear lab systems and demanded they begin researching cat girls in earnest i can't even get my mind around this headline i didn't even really want to include this because it seems like such a stupid story and it's ridiculous 
and I might just move on. <laughs> Everyone in IT is a furry, though, I guess. Is this the, the case? Yeah, this is something we discovered in the dumpster fire writer's room. You were like, how are they hackers? I had no idea they were How hackers. do they hack with those fingers? Cat mittens on. Cat mittens on. <laughs> what a lame way to use your hacking abilities, too. They're all going to end up in jail. Like, the FBI is definitely going to figure this out eventually. It's just like that headline alone is like a Mad Libs of 2023 headline. Now let's check the weather with Yannette Garcia. En el interior del territorio mexicano, afectando con el aporte de humedad proveniente de ambos litorales, lo que favorecerá el desarrollo de lluvias puntuales y fuertes, principalmente en el occidente, centro y sureste del territorio mexicano, debido a la onda tropical número 20 que ya se localiza. Thank you for that report I paid no attention to. I was only ogling you. Am I allowed to ogle? Is a woman allowed to ogle another woman? Tell Maggie in the comments. <laughs> Don't forget to like, subscribe, and touch my bells and buttons and tell your friends about us. It's truly the way everyone discovers us. My nemesis is at it again. Elon Musk tells Bob Iger to go f himself. <laughs> There was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger today. I hope today. they stop. You hope? Uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If, if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, yourself go yourself <laughs> is that clear i hope it is hey bob there's fuck you money and then there's go fuck yourself head of disney money and that is the money our dear friend elon has i don't really know what to make of all of it because a part of me the part of me that's antagonistic and a contrarian thinks it's hilarious and he has been getting attacked by mainstream media outlets journalists all the people who are mad that they can't hold on to the approved narrative anymore now that he's in charge of x and so part of me respects that he i mean what is the point of having that kind of money if you can't say fuck you There is no point. You're the richest man in the world. But people are like, oh, he's throwing a tantrum and he's a man baby and they need those advertisers. But he's like, I'm not going to be blackmailed by a bunch of advertisers with their with their money. We're just hanging out. I'm trying to make him not my nemesis so much anymore because my child is obsessed with the astral travels and the universe and particularly Mars So I might need uh, her to hitch a ride with some of his people in the future. I've got to play nice. He might be an in-law someday. Yeah. So then he also said that uh, something I do agree with, that what he sees all over the place is people looking good while doing evil. And what I see all over the place is people who care about looking good while doing evil. I mean, our show has covered that for years. Dumpster Fire has covered many people who talk the talk while doing all of these things that are actually bad for thousands and millions of people. So I don't know. I'm... I'm on the fence about my buddy here, my nemesis. <laughs> Maybe we should rename the category. I think he is kind of like that Trump character and people really like and love that he's just saying F you to these people in power. And it is funny that all of these 
leftists come out in defense of these huge corporations again? Like, what happened to you guys? You guys were supposed to be the anti-conglomerate, anti-corporate people, and you're you're out here like, we must defend Disney. <laughs> we must defend corporate America. You can't own property, man. We must defend corporate America from this one man who has too much power. No, the best part of that whole interview, though, is he's like, I'm here because we're friends <laughs> with the guy. He's like, I'm here because we're friends, John. And he's like, my name is Andrew. <laughs> and, and Jonathan, like, the only reason I'm here is because you are a friend. Like, what was my speaking fee? You're not making was, any. First exactly. of all, I'm Andrew. But uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's OK. It was a good moment. Wow. Have you ever wondered why we give fruitcake for Christmas? Does anyone actually eat it? If so, why? This story explores the fake origins of this tradition. One of Alex's favorite Christmas traditions is reading the night Rico saved Santa to his daughters. They've been reading this story for years, and they reached out and wanted to advertise. So you need to understand that this is one story told twice. The first version is safe for all ages. The second version is a bit spicier with a little more color in the commentary. This is a very cute, just Texas origin story. Support a local artist. I love supporting people who are trying things, putting themselves out there, writing books, and it takes moxie, kids. If you want to know why you should leave out beer and chips on Christmas Eve, head over to Amazon and pick up a copy of The Night Rico Saved Santa. Link is in the description below. All right, as you all probably know, health insurance sucks. It's confusing, it's not transparent, it's expensive, it's frustrating. Did you know the 48 million claims last year on Obamacare were denied? That's one out of five claims that are gonna get rejected. Do you wanna take that chance? There's a better way. Welcome to the alternative. CrowdHealth was created to get rid of the headaches of health insurance. For $175 for an individual or for $575 for a family of four or more, you'll get access to a community of people who are willing to help out in the event of an emergency. You'll also get telemedicine visits, discounted prescriptions, and more. All this without doctors' networks getting in the way. Let CrowdHealth help with your healthcare needs. You can get started today for just $99 per month for the first three months if you use the code BRIDGET to get the healthcare you deserve. CrowdHealth is not insurance. Learn more at joincrowdhealth.com. That's joincrowdhealth.com, code BRIDGET. Link in the description below. Capitalism always wins. Snoop Dogg claimed he was giving up smoke only for it to turn into a marketing gimmick to sell smokeless fire pits. Somebody had mentioned that Snoop Dogg did us dirty and he did do us so dirty. I almost commented like a doofus and been like, you can do it, man. (laughs) Thank God you didn't. It was posted on November 16th, your oh, birthday. I almost did. I was. I thought about giving him some tips for how to quit the smoke. Yeah. I would have been just embarrassing. You would have been mortified. Mortified. The shame. I would never want to be that. I mean, I embarrass myself to this show all the time, but <laughs> there's something that would have been really sad about that in general. It's true. Snoop Dogg giving up weed is like when Playboy tried to give up nudes, and we all know how that went. And then the ad came out like four days later. Yeah, so it ended up being for a smokeless fire pit. I have an announcement. I'm giving up smoke. I know what you're thinking. 
Snoop, smoke is kind of your whole thing. But I'm done with it. Done with the coughing and my clothes smelling all sticky icky. I'm going smokeless. Solo stove fixed fire. They took out the smoke. Clever. <laughs> he tricked us all. He's a trickster, that one. And he thought it was so funny. He was so high and the, in the, he was like roasting his marshmallows. I want to know what ad executive who got their money's worth because that thing got like 170 million impressions. Who came up with that idea to be like, we need to sell this smokeless fire. Who should we get in touch with? <laughs> and, uh, and someone probably high was like, you know what, man? We should pay Snoop Dogg to say he's giving up smoke. He's high as sh in that commercial. And how is there a smokeless fire? This is witchcraft. <laughs> Gen Z discovers. Gen Z workers say they should be hired for their personality, not productivity. Gen Z discovers being lazy. How do you say playful at work? This is what you got to do. Every time they're like, hey, great job. You say slay, slay. Do something good. Be like, y'all ate. Y'all ate with that. You ate that up. Things like that. And then whenever you do it enough, they'll start saying it back to you. And that's when you know you've won and you've brought the vibes to the workplace. Gen Z discovers being a hot ch white chick, I guess. <laughs> There's what's funny to me about these videos is that in particular, this one girl She's like, I just like, what am I doing at work? I just feel so young. I'm like a teenager and she's 22. I'm 22. I'm a teenage girl. Like, I'm not a colleague. Like, I'm just a girl who's also in the Zoom. This to me says everything that's wrong with this generation. You are in your 20s and you think you're a teenager. The teenagers, I was talking to my sisters about this and they have younger kids and their kids think this Lady is old. They're like, slay is so done, Bridget. That word is done. Our kids would think that she's ancient for using that word. So she's the one trying to stay hip and young and relevant and thinks of herself as a teenager. But also, it is so indicative of this entire generation that just wants to show up and not work and be like, we're bringing the vibes, man, because you don't know how to do anything <laughs> other than... And they all talk like this because they're all so used to doing their TikTok dances. I did it and I killed it and I slayed it. Like, why do you all talk like this? Right. You're all going to be irrelevant in like two months. You can't keep up with this. You can't keep up. Don't even try. I don't try. We get called old all the time by all the Gen Zers. And you know what? I like it. I've got wisdom. I've survived. I know how to pivot and move and do things. And then someone else kind of made a, a parody of the personality hire, and that went viral, and it was hilarious. What's the project about today? I have no idea. Do you guys think we need to get an extension? Yeah, 100%. 100%. We can't call Greg. He's so scary. So Greg is our CEO. I'll call Greg. What? Really? Of course. Are you sure, Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's call Greg. Greg is so terrifying. Greggy. Hey, you. Where are you? How are your kids? I didn't know that. Stara's doing school production. Annie. Hold on one sec, Greg. Can I ask you? Presentation. Yeah. Greg, you know I could stand here and talk any with you all day. But Greg, I have to ask you something. We're gonna need a couple days, Greg. Take a week. Oh. You get paid in Bitcoin for your vibes? <laughs> Dumpster diving. What's next in the dumpster? 
Sea at Life Cruises was selling tickets for a three-year voyage. People sold or rented their houses in anticipation of the trip. Turns out the company didn't even own a boat. This is like Firefest for blue hairs. <laughs> what happened here? How do you not even have a boat for this? Were they just hoping to get enough people to pay for this three-year cruise, which, by the way, sounds like my personal nightmare. <laughs> And then they just were hoping to procure a boat with this money and then get enough people. I don't understand how you don't have like the one thing you're selling before you sell tickets to this adventure. Well, apparently they were going to buy a decommissioned boat from a different cruise line. I'm like, so you're buying a an like you don't decommission a boat unless it's old and crappy. Yeah, it's probably got E. coli. And, and then you want to and then they were like a month before they were supposed to go on this trip. They were still trying to buy it. So they wouldn't even like been able to do any upgrades or renovation or anything. And then people were going to spend three years on this boat. Ew, gross. They, all these cruises always get like stuck out at sea. Cause there's some E. Coli outbreak. The cruise industry's dying anyways, isn't it? I feel like it's not doing well. Know. Go watch Bill Burr's stand up routine about cruises. <laughs> and you'll understand how I feel about people who go on cruises. <laughs> All right, then we have $19,000 worth of vaginal tightening gel syringes were seized at the Minneapolis-St. Paul airport. I didn't even pay attention to any of the jokes that we were talking about during this because I literally just blocked out that this was even a thing. <laughs> this is like the whole tox, also like the weird furry story. My brain is just like, nope, nope, I don't, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I didn't know that vaginal tightening was a thing no neither did i i mean like there was a a, a gel a gel yeah it was why it was sent from hong kong and it, supposedly you have to wear gloves in order to ha be in contact with it yeah so that then makes sense you're putting it it's doing is gonna this seems dangerous yeah very it's illegal it's this illegal un unlicensed substance oh really yeah that's why they seized it Oh, I thought they just seized it because you're not supposed to have like more than seven ounces of liquid in the airport. <laughs> you really weren't paying attention. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. Oh, it was illegal. I thought it was just more than six ounces or whatever we're allowed to use because our Three stupid or something. Abolish the TSA. <laughs> Breaking Bridget. <laughs> The Oakland City Council voted on a resolution to call for a ceasefire. A city council member tried to insert language condemning Hamas. This was the reaction. Calling Hamas a terrorist organization is ridiculous, racist, and plays into genocidal propaganda that is flooding our media and that we should be doing everything possible to combat. There's been a lot of atrocity propaganda ranging from claims of beheaded babies to mass rape. There's not been beheadings of babies and rapings. Israel murdered their own people on October 7th. The notion that this was a massacre of Jews is a fabricated narrative. Many of those killed on October seventh, you, your time is up. Including children were killed by the IDF. This is what Noam Bloom, who we've had on Walk-ins Welcome and is a hilarious follow on X, nay Twitter, he calls it Jewanon. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like all conspiracy theories. Even Scott Weiner, who we've gone after on this show, came out and was like, This is atrocious. What are you doing? How can you not even find it within you to condemn Hamas? But not only that, espouse all of these blatant conspiracy theories. It's 
so mind-boggling to me. They got up one after another saying that the rapes didn't happen, the beheadings didn't happen, that this was all just propaganda, that they were per- perpetrated by the IDF. This is this is Holocaust denial, modern Holocaust denial in real time in the state, which, by the way, just mandated its Assembly Bill 873, which Newsom just signed, and its government-mandated standards on ethical media have now become required teaching for all K-12 through students in California public schools. In the state that mandated this, which basically gives the state control over what media, it's so creepy. It's like, oh, in this conspiracy theory laden and it's all the buzzwords, you know, the anti-climate, the anti-climate change and the anti-vaxxers and the the January 6th conspiracy theories in a time when all of this spreads rampantly. We need to essentially control and make sure the kids know what ethical media is. And then you have all of these people getting up and just spewing conspiracy theories. Where's the ethical media there, huh? It's so frustrating. It's appalling. It's appalling to watch. It's not surprising. It's appalling. It's disgusting. And it's not surprising considering that Oakland is a whole city and has let its like criminals take over the streets. And all of the citizens have no rights compared to the. It's not really that surprising in Oakland when you see what's become of Oakland. And I feel for anyone who lives in Oakland because it just seems to get worse and worse and worse. But not surprising when you see that it's basically people running the city council who are and people who are in the city who are all terrorist sympathizers. Can the left just try not to sympathize with terrorists for one second? Can you try not to align yourself with the most evil pieces of shit? on the planet because that's who you're defending. You're defending baby burning women, raping sociopaths. And you think you're the good guy. Like I don't even, I they're losing so many people. You're losing people. People who think the whole Israel Palestine thing is just going to blow over. They don't really understand what's happening. And I do think there's a very huge political realignment taking place. And it's going to be interesting. I don't know how it's all going to play out because there's a lot of weird shit on the right, too. But it is there's so many left wing people who are disgusted with the far left and the cover, even the coverage of this. Even the New York Times, they posted that article about how the Israeli hostages were released and the picture was of a freaking person with a Hamas headband on. Anyway, can you just try not to be conspiracy theorists for like two seconds? This is embarrassing. And you should be ashamed. (laughs) Fantasy news. Join us at fantasy.com for the unedited version of Dumpster Fire every... Well, we'll drop it early. Let's just say we'll drop it early. Access to all the episodes of Factory Settings, the podcast I do with my husband, and um, exclusive writing, exclusive workouts with the ladies, and we're doing a book club, which was super fun, actually. We had our first book club, and it went really well. We have a librarian who runs it. She's great. It was 
awesome. We're not reading a thousand book nonfiction. I think we're doing Brave New World, actually. I believe that was the winner. Okay. So we're doing Brave New World, which is very appropriate for where we are right now. And if you don't want to subscribe, but you want to keep up with everything that we do, please put your name on our free newsletter at fetacy.com. Just go to fetacy.com, type in your little name, and it's free. And you'll get an email and it will have all the stuff we're doing. And you will love it. <laughs> Thank you, Dave Yates, Better Fetacy. Thank you, Ben Howe. Thank you, Sammy Flaps and Folds for the editing, writing, and research. I can't do this without any of you. Thank you, Cousin Maggie. Thank you, Bridget. You're welcome. Buy some Ha Ha Hot Sauce and support joke writer extraordinaire Dave Yates. Go to HaHaHotSauce.com. Dave also has a show coming up. It's New Year's Eve Day in New York City. All of the information is in the below. In the below. And there's link a link where you can buy a ticket. Thank you so much to our sponsors, Sheath Underwear, Crowd Health, and the night Rico saved Santa. We can't do this without any of our supporters. Go support the people who support us. Thank you to our audience, subscribers. You, we love you. We appreciate you. And we'd be nothing without you. We have one more episode before we take our Christmas break. And then we're back. And now to cleanse your palate, the internet is glorious. Hi, guys. Hey. Sorry, I'm late. Hey. You look gorgeous. How are you? I'm very stressed out. We have the big presentation today and Hi. it looks so pretty. Caroline and I have worked on this project nonstop. I mean, like it's our baby. Been up all night about it. Yeah. Oh shoot. What's the project about today? I have no idea. Do you guys think we need to get an extension? Yeah. 100%. 100%. We can't call Greg. He's so scary. So Greg is our CEO. I'll call Greg. What? Really? Of course. Are you sure? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's call Greg. Greg is so terrifying. Greggy. Hey you. Where are you? How are your kids? I didn't know that. Stone is doing school production. Annie. I love Annie. Oh. She's playing Annie. Oh. oh Greg, that's so amazing. <laughs> Hold on one sec, Greg. Can I ask you? Presentation. Yeah. Greg, you know I could stand here and talk Annie with you all day. But Greg, I have to ask you something. We're gonna need a couple days, Greg. Take a week. Oh. Yeah, let's touch base next week. Um, I wanna come to Annie. Back to the important stuff. <laughs> Where are you? I'll come meet you right now. Oh. Yeah, let's freaking eat a brioche and talk Annie, my guy. I'll be right back, okay? Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Greg, I'm coming to you. Hi, everyone. I'm Iluma. Come on. Tesla. Very good. Very beautiful. Wow, wow. Wow. This has been your dumpster fire for the weeks of November 16th to December 1st. I'm Bridget Fetacy. Now make me rich so I can say F you to Bob Iger too.